And amen, that is beautiful. Should I just say, go with God and let's go home and celebrate now. <laughs> Today's scripture, which is taken from Matthew 13, verses 31 through 32, is of the, the parable of the mustard seed. At this time, Jesus had left teaching in the temple. Uh, he knew that the Pharisees and the scribes were looking for any excuse to arrest him. And so he moved his teaching outside to the countryside where crowds gathered and followed him. And so he was asked a question, and he put before them a parable. So hear now the words of our Lord. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds. But when it has grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable unto you, our Lord and Savior. You are our healer and source of all love and hope. You are the source of all creative thought and feelings. So be with us now, this day, and always. Amen. And so what could the parable of the tiny mustard seed say to us today? What does it offer us? Well, it's funny how scripture speaks to us in different ways, and I guess that's what is meant that scripture is alive, because at different times throughout the course of our life, when we read scripture, different things pop into our minds. And I think that's a wonderful, um, a wonderful experience that we all have. But a witness must begin with one person. A group of young people from many countries had gotten together at a conference and were discussing how the Christian gospel might be spread. They talked about pamphlets, they talked about distributing Bibles, having prayer cards and putting them in people's mailboxes, and they talked about perhaps having radio advertisements or radio programs. And then a young woman from Nigeria spoke up and she said, when we want to take Christianity to one of our villages, we don't send them books or pamphlets and radios are not even a possibility. But we take a Christian family and send them to live in the village and eventually they make that village Christian by living there. By being planted there, God works through this Christian family to reach others. In any group or society, in any school or factory or shop or office, again and again it is the witness of one individual which has brought the coming of Christianity to the group and changes the whole atmosphere of the office or where they work and live. It is the witness of how the person lives their lives that grows a community of faithful it is the witness that helps us to usher in the kingdom of God. Chapter 13 of the Gospel of Matthew talks about what the kingdom of God is like. The kingdom Jesus talks about in today's scripture is not for the afterlife, but it's for the here and now. It's for this world that we live in. Blessed. 
and violence, everybody will have a nations anymore. The Gospels are all pretty clear in claiming that Jesus taught that the kingdom of God has come near in the work of Jesus. Through Jesus, God's kingdom was breaking into history. Jesus is describing the kingdom of God of heaven as here and now and how it will spread, both generally and in specific terms. Our scripture, when you think about it, our scripture has a way of turning conventional thinking on its head, doesn't it? In the American culture where power, wealth, and winning are so important, the parable of the mustard seed is nothing short of being countercultural change. It challenges us to look at our world through a different lens. When I think of Jesus' parable about the mustard seed, I also think of another reference of a mustard seed that speaks to me, and it's found in the 17th chapter of Matthew, verse 20. For truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. I like these two verses together because one deals with personal faith and the other deals with personal actions that brings God's reign of love or the kingdom of heaven on earth. To me, they are two sides of the same coin. A small seed of faith grows exponentially and is capable of achieving great things, and small seeds of action bring about a kingdom of love. One of the things that strikes me about this parable is how odd it is in relative to the world we live in. When has small and understated ever been rewarded in our culture or even desired? It's not the way we are taught to make things happen. Being smart, strong, rich, powerful, and beautiful is what makes mountains move, so says our culture. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's not what Jesus is talking about. I grew up in a well-to-do suburb of New York City where most parents were doctors, dentists, lawyers, and successful business persons. In my high school and among my peers, striving, reaching for success, and, and comparisons were a daily fact of life. We were competing with each other on so many different levels, vying to get into the top name brand colleges, getting good grades, how many AP classes we could take each semester, achieving success in sports or extracurricular activities, all ways to stand out so that we would look good on our college applications. So what could this parable of the mustard seed offer? I remember that this seed was planted through the people in my church, through the sermons that I heard, through the prayers that I participated in, through the actions of our youth group, through the missions work that the youth were involved in. The seed was planted through relationships at church. Counter to what I experienced at school and in the community in which I lived, the seed of living differently was planted and the relationships that I had began to change. 
As I reflect on what happened after we left school, most of us were successful, but some of us, the seed that was planted began to grow and led us in different directions. You know, I know there's a lot that we can complain about in Facebook, and I complain about it also, but there's a lot of good that we can experience too in terms of reconnections with friends from the past and seeing where their life journey has taken them. Many of us were led in different directions than what we grew up with. God's kingdom seems to run by a distinctive and unique set of laws. The economics are very different than what we see and experience day to day. In scripture, the weak become strong, the lame walk, and the blind see. A tiny mustard seed grows into faith that moves mountains, and a tiny mustard seed is capable of transforming our world. What we see is that the kingdom of God is not a kingdom of power and might, but it is a reign of love. The kingdom of God comes into being by spreading from person to person and not by force. It is a quiet revolution, at first silent and imperceptible, like the mustard seed planted in the earth, but ultimately dynamic and transformative. Love is not linear. It grows exponentially and in so many unexpected ways. The parable of the mustard seed challenges us to rethink what is possible. Even the tiniest of faith or positive action can have impact disproportionate to the investment. As I look around, and I'm sure as you look around, we all see so many needs in our community and in the world. The needs are so great, and I often wonder if it's even worth the effort to try to make a difference, to try to make a dent. But then I remember the parable of Jesus. It reminds me that yes, we truly are all enough. We have what we need within us that God has given to us. Jesus is asking us to respond to the invitation to plant our mustard seed, to offer who we are, where we are. We're not asked to worry about whether our efforts will be successful or noticed or honored. God is the soil that makes those seeds grow, and God has promised that even the smallest amount of faith or faithful action will bring things into our life, our community, and the world beyond our expectations. Like the ripples made by a small stone thrown into the water, our faith and actions send waves into the world around us. In March of this year, two sisters talked about what they could do with their spare time. They were now being homeschooled because of COVID-19. One was a 10th grader and one was a rising sophomore in college. They had too had seen the TV shows and the news articles and the news uh, broadcasts depicting the loneliness of senior citizens, senior adults being quarantined in their retirement homes or in nursing homes. So these two sisters, one in high school and one in college, began a letter writing campaign to local nursing homes. They would paint pictures, 
color in, you know, those adult coloring books that have scripture verses in them. They would color in those pictures. They would write short notes of encouragement. And they would mail the letters to the administration of nursing homes and retirement homes for the administrator to distribute to the residents. Well, word of mouth spread what they were doing in their community. Then a news uh, network picked it up, and it has spread across the United States. And it's formed a movement called Letters Against Isolation. Well, Emanuel members were invited to get involved, and we contributed over 200 letters that were sent to nursing homes and retirement homes in Washington State, New York State, Ohio, and here in Memphis. The mustard seed of Letters Against Isolation has sent messages of love to, get this, over 25,500 senior citizens and involves over 2,000 volunteers. If you'd like to be a part of that, go ahead and write a letter, color a picture, put it in an envelope and give it to me in the church office and I'll go ahead and send it. They have spreadsheets where I can register where the letters are sent and I've been sending them out to nursing homes. Jesus' parable of the mustard seed invites us to step out in faith, even if it's imperceptible, even if viewed by others as insignificant, because the outcome of planting these small seeds is big. The seed grows into a tree and is a place that birds come to nest. The seed transforms into a place of rest, refuge, and community. The faith that starts small grows large and makes room for all who gathers in its branches. Now, one of the commentaries that I read said that the mustard seed of Palestine is very different from the mustard seed which we know in America. In Palestine, the little mustard seed grew into something very much like a big tree. They could grow taller than 12 feet tall. It was a common sight to see a mustard tree surrounded with a cloud of birds, for the birds love the little black seeds of the tree and settle on the tree's branches to eat, eat them. So Jesus said that his kingdom was like the mustard seed and its growth into a tree. The kingdom of heaven starts from the smallest beginnings, but no one knows where it will end. William Barclay wrote that in Eastern language and in the Old Testament itself, one of the commonest pictures of a great empire is the picture of a great tree. And the subject, nations, are depicted as birds finding rest and shelter within its branches. So then this parable tells us that the kingdom of heaven begins from the smallest of beginnings, but at the end, many nations will be gathered within it. It is the fact of history that the greatest things must always begin with the smallest beginnings. And so a story from history, which I read this week and I found so interesting. A reformation begins with one person, one of the great stories of the Christian church is the story of Telemachus. He was a desert father. He was a spiritual person who lived in the desert, and he lived the life of a hermit. 
One day he received a call from God to go to Rome, a place that he did not like to go to, did not want to go to, but he felt God's call to go to Rome. At at the time, Rome was just nominally Christian. We're talking about 300, 400 AD. But even in Christian Rome, the gladiatorial games were still going on in which men fought with each other Well, this particular day, history records it, that 80,000 people were there. And Telemachus was horrified. Were these men who were slaughtering each other, were not they also children of God? And he would stand up and he would say, we are made in the image of God. We are not to kill one another. And so he leapt from his seat right into the arena and stood between the gladiators. Well, he was tossed aside. He came back, and he kept coming back, and the crowds got angrier and angrier, and they began to stone him. Still, he struggled back between the gladiators. Well, a sword flashed in the sunlight, and Telemachus was dead. And then suddenly, there was a hush. Suddenly, the crowd realized that what had happened. A holy man was dead. Something happened that day to Rome, for there were never any other gladiator games. The one man had let loose something by his death that cleansed an empire of sin. Someone must begin a reformation. He, might, he need not begin it in a nation. He can begin it in his home or where he works every day. If a person begins it, no one knows where it will end. And so, beloved, the parable of the mustard seed offers both reassurance and promise. Reassurance that we are enough and that even the tiniest demonstration of faith or faithful action will have an impact and often we won't know a thing about it. We're invited to step out in faith with a phone call to someone who is homebound, to send a note of sympathy or love or encouragement, to stand up for those who cannot stand up for themselves, to help someone in need, to offer our time, our talent, or our treasure. And these are just some of the mustard seeds we are invited to plant. The promise is that together our steps of faith and action will ripple out into our faith community and beyond. The promise is that our mustard seeds will grow our faith community in ways we can't even imagine. And so now during this time of uncertainty and into the future, the promise is that the seeds will grow into what God intends, something wonderful, mysterious, and transformative. Amen. Let us pray. Loving God, we thank you so much that you are always with us as close to the air we breathe. We thank you that you call us to be your children and that you call us to different actions that we might not feel comfortable with or we might not know why we have this inclination to do what it is that you're calling us to do. But we want to glorify you, Lord, with our life, 
with how we live our lives and our families, in our community of friends and in our wider community. We want to be your faithful children. So be with us always, lead us. Thank you for not giving up on us. And we pray that we may be carriers of your light and your healing and your love to the world around us. And we pray these things in Jesus' holy name. So be it. Amen.